Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pits two movies with something in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. This week in the red corner, Tusselhead Job goes from lovable gardener to megalomaniac cyber god, all because Pierce Brosnan's chest decides experimenting on humans is a totally cool thing to do. Not based on the short story by Stephen King, it's 1992's The Lawnmower Man. While in the blue corner, virtual reality is at it again, this time releasing Russell Crowe's terrifying Sid 6.7 into the real world, who immediately embarks on a killing spree, which is what happens when you create a computer program based entirely on murderers. Denzel Washington tries to stop him in 1995's Virtuosity. From the imagination comes the story of a man. Go! Come on, boy, let's go. Grass is waiting for you. With the mind of a child. Yeah, Cybo Man, he came to see me. Cybo Man, comics, right? Yeah, Cybo Man. <laughs> and a doctor. Virtual reality holds a key to the evolution of the human mind. With a vision of the future. I have a game in my house that you might like to play. Would you like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> In this high-tech crime prevention facility, one man has been recruited to play a simulated game. The objective, to hunt down the ultimate virtual reality killer, Sid 6.7. There's only one problem. The computer changed the program. So it's Job versus Sid in today's fight to the death. Let battle commence. It's Clash of the Titles. The Kraken. Hello, Clash Butters. Screw the political assholes. He's the best chimp I've ever had. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Chris Tilly. I don't know. Is she still up the shard? That's where she was last week. I saw her on Sunday. She was down from the shard. Oh, really? Yes. So you've seen her more recently than me, and yet she's still absent. We are expecting the imminent, I want to say, that's the optimist in me speaking, arrival of Vicky Crumpton. Yeah. But at the moment, it's just ye and me. Should we be concerned? Oh, I don't know. Don't say that. I have rung her and she's not replying. Yeah, we tried. We, we have. tried. 
But we, we, we are on, we've got a hard out today. Mm. Uh, we're starting earlier than usual because we've got to end earlier. So we just couldn't wait any longer. Exactly. So it's not that we point, wanted to do this. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> After point, last week went so well. <laughs> she's going to be making a grand entrance, mm. but we are mere mortals and we cannot find her at the moment. So exciting. <laughs> at some point, Vicky will be here. It's tense, isn't it? Mm. So this pairing this week, the Lawnmower Man versus Virtuosity, my choices. Yes. Why? Well, basically because we've always wanted to do Virtuosity and we've been waiting for the Lawnmower Man to be available legally. In the UK, it finally has arrived. Yes. And we like to miss an anniversary by three months. I think it was a round and about, but I think you had to pay like 10 quid to hire it or something. Yeah. So, yeah, we we have we wanted to do this since day one. <laughs> I mean, bless it. We didn't want to pay for the lawnmower man. Uh, no, we didn't want our listeners to pay for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we didn't want you to pay for the lawnmower. Upwards of £10 is what it was charging. <laughs> so I think I think I paid three ninety five for it, which already felt a little bit cheeky. <laughs> Um, but there you go. We're finally doing them. Hang on a second. Look at that. Oh, phone call. Do you want to put on a speaker? Uh oh. She's she signed off. She she rang, and then she signed off. Let's uh, let's see where she she's is. She's enraged. Here we go. Hello. Hey. Um. Where are you? I'm here. Why? Oh, okay. We're doing a show. Yeah. You know, we started at at one ish. You thought it was what? No, 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 no. You you actually wrote a message. Yeah, you did write a message. Earlier that said it's one till four. Yeah, but there's a message from Chris that says he can't get here till half one. No, no, there isn't. It's cool. <laughs> We're probably just going to cut this entire conversation, but it's good to chat so you come in the studio. I'll tell you what, why don't you check your messages first and then... No, we, we are record- <laughs> We are literally recording the show. <laughs> just hurry up. I'll see you soon. Yeah, right. It's connection section. <laughs> oh... Hey, so here we are. Hey, welcome to the show. We are literally recording right now, Vicky. Right. Take a seat. We've arrived. Put your headphones on. Enjoy yourself. As I said, this is my pairing. These were my choices. The clue I gave you on last week's show were the lyrics to Jamariquai's Virtual Insanity mm. that we then edited out me saying Virtual Insanity because you said it was way too obvious. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I agree. I'd, I'd done the same thing, but I'd made it more mysterious. Yeah, and you were right, and I'm happy. I'm <laughs> Did you really just say this is no good without you? You say it into the microphone, please. <laughs> so, the guessers. Oh, sorry, you followed that up on, on Twitter, didn't you, Chris? With, I think, yes. Angela Lansbury yeah. r- really enjoying some VR kits. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? It's great. Bit of fun. A bit confusing. Angela Lansbury appearing in neither of these films. No, but virtuality is. Yep, it certainly is. So the guesses arrived in cyberspace and couldn't escape our Twitter. We are at ClashPod. We're also on Instagram at ClashPod. If you like to see videos of the show, some of them make their way onto Twitter, but a lot more sit on our Instagram site. So it's Instagram at ClashPod and Twitter at ClashPod. Congratulations, sort of, to Danny Baker and Robert Farley. They did get the right answer. However, they were beaten into cyberspace. The winner with the first correct guess is Richard Cartwright. Congratulations, Richard. Your prize this week is a pair of tickets to see Stephen King read the screenplay to this movie, (laughs) The Lawnmower Man. We haven't asked him yet, but I can't see a reason why he'd say no. So enjoy that. Are we allowed to say Stephen King today? (laughs) Yeah, I think you can. Although New Line were found in contempt of court, weren't they? Yes, and the the behind-the-scenes documentary uh, for Lawnmower Man, they actually don't use his name. They keep saying the writer of the short story (laughs) uh, because he's had his name removed from all versions of it. So, yeah. Which you would do, which I'm sure we're going to talk about because it doesn't bear any resemblance to the book apart from one scene and one line. Exactly. Right then, the connections section. Shall I start trapping villains in cyberspace? Okay, yeah, very good. Um, Oh, what have I got? Uh, D 
digital dudes with a god complex? Yeah, sure. Um, both villains, which I guess is the same as yours, but they both do claim they are the future. Yeah, not as good as my one. Um, both of these digital chaps are very interested in music. Uh, the Lawnmower Man uh, with his CDs. Oh, yeah. Powering through them. And uh, Sid, his Scream Symphony. What on earth is that? <laughs> I cannot wait to discuss that on Thursday. The Symphony of Screams. And he's so... Oh, oh that's Thursday. That's Thursday. That's Thursday. Uh, scientists with questionable morals, both Pierce Brosnan and um, uh, Stephen Spinner... Spinner... Spinella, Stephen Spinella, who plays uh, Leidenmeyer in mm. Virtuosity. They're both like, Pierce Brosnan's basically experimenting on humans, which is a, a big no-no. For the greater good, though. So he says, he's pretty keen, though. He can't wait to inject Job with his substance. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> hey, and here she is, Victoria. Grab a pew. Grab a pew. Enjoy Thank yourself. Slamming that down. I didn't slam it. <laughs> you regret this decision? You feeling alright about it? I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going to use Chris's line, which is "Thanks for coming." Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah fair enough. But also, I can't apologise. It's fine. I'm not wrong. So no, it's fine. Just answer your phone. <laughs> I did. You've got make... several missed calls. I, know, I saw that and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm sorry for not answering my phone, but I'm not. I'm actually three minutes early. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 27 minutes late. I'm not 27 minutes late. Whichever way you want to pitch it. <laughs> Chris says I can't be there any earlier than 1.30. But it had to be because you said it was one earlier. So I rushed here. Oh, did you? I oh, yeah, you? I was quite stressed. Oh, that's awful. That's really awful. I just saw it and I was like, oh, the booking's for one till four, but Chris can't be there till half one. Mm. Great. Is, labs. Yes. Labs. Both okay. feature laboratories. Yes. And switcheroos. There's drugs get switched around in all my man. Uh, the file oh, wait, gets switched really around one. the second one. I've got a really good one. I've got a really good one. Have you got Big Red is in both of them? No. I knew no. you wouldn't. All right, good. <laughs> this is good. Well, so, you've, you've earned your pay this week. So Big Red is a lawnmower, as I'm sure you are aware. Mm. And then the prison Nazi in Virtuosity is called Big Red. Hey, Excellent. yes, isn't it? Good spot. Very good. It's very, very well worth, worth the wait. <laughs> I actually do think so. <laughs> yeah. uh, sexy cyberspace. There's virtual sex between Marnie yes, yep, yep, and Job, yep. sexy, which sexy. doesn't end well for Marnie. Yes. And then obviously we've got Sheila 3.5, I want to say. Striking, a striking woman. Yeah. 3.52. 3.2, I think. Oh, okay. Don't know. Well, not 6.7, so Job's, no. Job's better, <laughs> even in cyberspace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, yeah. we've done the connection section. Okay, right. great. Yep. You any more? Or are you just happy with Big Red? You're going to bask in that, that I think big I red glow. Yeah, yeah. move it on. Gets a bit... Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be... A... I'm so sorry. It's going to be quite a tense morning for you. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean afternoon. Um, right then. <laughs> on Thursday, Vicky will be here on time and unleashing Sid on the podcast in all his finger-licking glory, which means today Chris is out back in the garden with his gloves on, dealing with the right mess. Chris takes on a journey. <laughs> a James Bond plays a shirtless scientist whose partner leaves him because he won't take her to the city. So he invites an intellectually challenged gardener into his home. Want to play games, he asks Joe, raising our first red flag. He follows that up with, can you keep a secret? <laughs> and the second flag goes up. He concludes with, you must never tell anyone. And ding, 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 we've got red flag bingo. Uh, what follows is a sci-fi version of Flowers for Algernon as Job gets clever 
Though in this version, he mows a man's brain, crucifies his friend, spits ejaculate from his cock face, then presumably gets a job in telesales. For your podcasting pleasure, The Lawnmower Man. I don't remember that bit. I think he's referring to the tentacle orifice virtual reality demon that he becomes when he's Hmm. having sex with Marnie. It's oh, like, right. Yes. His, his face turns into a penis and he spits ejaculate at her. You need to see a doctor. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> not what it should look like, <laughs> fundamentally. She does not like that. No. So Why has did... your penis got a massive hole in the end? <laughs> Wait till it spits at you. Um, when did you first see this, Alex? Uh, uh, well, so I remember... This was kind of a big deal, this movie. It was movie. a very big deal. Great. I thought, have I yeah. gone weird? But, like, no, it was a huge deal. This whole idea of you were going to see something you've never seen before in cinema, the virtual reality elements were a massive selling point. So this was a film that I was very excited to see and a film that I think maybe I bought into the hype because I remember enjoying it as a kid. And so another reason I wanted to do it today is because, obviously, it hasn't aged well or, historically, it's not even that good a film, whereas I remember it being quite good. Yeah, agree. It was it was really heavily hyped in all the magazines I was reading. This was the evolution of special effects after Terminator 2. This was the next one. I can even remember cutting out the poster and having it on my folder. <laughs> um, I was that excited about this one. And I got into the cinema to see this one, I remember as well. I think I was a year or two underage, but mm-hmm. went to see it at the cinema and it blew my mind. Yeah. I don't know if it's this is a different film I watched this week compared to the one I saw then. You see, that's interesting. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go too no. early on, but yeah. I'm, I, I, this... I was very much of the mindset, was I, did this movie get under my skin because I was a kid and that's why it got under my skin and I was sort of absorbed by these new special effects? Or is it actually quite a good movie? I'll leave it there for the moment. Vicky? I saw it in the week for the first time ever because I was always put off by the title because the title, and I'll come back to this, is deeply stupid. And I thought, I don't want to watch a film about a lawnmower man and it isn't what it's supposed to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't ever want to watch it, and I knew it had a reputation as a bit of a difficult watch, maybe. But anyway, it was a revelation for me this week. Oh, interesting. Would you have liked the original script title, Cyber God? Yes. Okay. Just Lawnmower. Like... I mean, we just we touched on this before. Oh, sorry, you, I was out you, of the room before, before so. you got it. Uh, no, but we were talking about how it's obviously a Stephen King title, and they must have, on some level, gone. Stephen King is such a, a catch yeah. to have uh, that we're just going to borrow the title because I just think it. I like I like Stephen King a lot, but I think you can do it with cars and you can do it with dogs because they, you know, he turns something that should be innocent, whatever, into like a death machine. Mm. Cars and dogs, fine. There is an inherent power and there's an inherent threat in dogs and cars, oh, kind of. Lawnmowers are threatening. I just yeah, don't feel but they also, are. Also, <laughs> you can't criticise Stephen King for that because he wrote a story about a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, but that's so, also stupid. <laughs> yeah, did you read it? No. It's, well, it's really good. Well, it? I mean, let's get, let's get into this because that's where I'm beginning, the mm. background. And Alex, I said I was going to throw to you here. Yeah. So it's about a, 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 I don't know actually how to pronounce it, a satya or a satya. It's I, I, a, I say satya. Okay. Well, let's go with satya. It's always different. I don't know. Either way, it's about this guy. What about guy. you, Chris? Do you say satya or satya? I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> it's a, a deity who okay. uh, works a, a, for a, a bigger god, in this case, Pan. So it's about mm. a guy who has a terrible lawn and he's a right lazy slob. So he mm. phones up a company and this guy comes around and says, I'm going to cut your lawn for you. And then he leaves him to his business, goes and has a beer on the porch, reads his newspapers. And then he goes back to see what the guy's doing. And the lawnmower is going along, mowing the grass. And behind it, this guy is naked and he's crawling along, eating the grass. And the guy's like, oh, my God. And he explains that he works for uh, his boss, in inverted commas, 
who um, actually asks him to mow the grass like this. this is a new way of doing it. The guy who owns the house rings the police and before he can get in touch with the police, the guy sets his lawnmower on him and they find his remains. When the police turn up, they think he was killed in some sort of weird sex maniac's orgy of flesh and they find his penis in the birdbath. And he died because the guy, the satyr, was actually working for the god Pan and it was all a sacrifice. So he sacrifices these people who hire him to his god. It's very good. Okay. Do you, do you know where it was first published? I read it in Night Shift, his compilation. Mm-hmm. It was first published in a porn mag in 1978, Cavalier. Really? Which is where how Stephen King made a living for a while was selling stories to, to yeah. magazines um, like that. And uh, yeah, that was 1978. So maybe that's why there's the nakedness and the severed cock. Yeah. Because he had to put a bit of, <laughs> a bit of something in it uh, to get the password. But as you say... Is that what you look for in a porn magazine? Oh, I, I love the pictures, but what I really need is a severed cock in a bird bath. <laughs> That does it for me. It's quite text all sorts, isn't it? Yeah, it depends what mood I'm in. But as you say, it ended up in Night Shift in 1982, uh, that collection of stories. So uh, let's talk about the script. Um, Brett Leonard uh, is your main man here. He was living in Santa Cruz. He went to an event called Cyberthon um, in 1989. And the idea came to him when he put on a headset at Cyberthon. He said, I just instantly said, oh, my God, I want to make a movie about this. So this is right at the birth of, of virtual reality, I guess. I've got some of this stuff from Inverse. There's a very good interview with him on, on a website called Inverse where he talks about this. So the producers came to him. He said um, they sent him the short story, The Lawnmower Man. They said, we have an idea. And they sent this treatment they'd come up with, which was about a guy grinding women up in a lawnmower chipper to make fertiliser. OK. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to make a movie about women being chopped up for fertiliser. But there's this thing called virtual reality that I saw and I really think I can somehow bring this idea into the movie. Did at no point anyone go, that feels like a different film. <laughs> that, that, that feels like nothing, literally nothing to do with what we've presented you. I mean, you're certainly not going to use the title, right? If we, if we go ahead with this, spitballing, Cyber God sounds like a really good name. It was, it was not his decision to use the title. This was the producers were very keen. And obviously, as you said, not because of the title, because of Stephen King. Yeah, because that's what they put on the posters everywhere. It was like Stephen King's lawn, The Lawnmower Man, which is insane. Mm. Uh, he claims in Inverse that the actual short story is in the movie, even the dialogue with the police. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure the whole short story is in the movie. The dialogue with the police is in the movie. Yeah, someone <laughs> says the rest of him's in the birdbath. Ka-ching! <laughs> uh, but he says that when the producers got my script, they were somewhat confused. Um, not only because it was nothing like uh, the book or the story, but because they didn't understand what virtual reality was. So he had to make a 20-minute educational video for his producers. Uh, this is how far back we're going. But... Um, so uh, what else have we got here? Tech, the tech in this movie. Um, as Brett Lennon said, we were trying to do 23 minutes of digital visual effects in a $5 million movie. The same year Terminator 2 came out with seven minutes of digital effects and it was a $120 million film. Um, and what we're watching in that film isn't virtual reality because he said at the time virtual reality looked shit. Mm. And so they had to make a, style, a stylized psychedelic aesthetic around what people might think virtual reality looks like. There was a show on BBC Two, and I wish I'd looked this up because it's only just come to me, that Craig Charles hosted, mm. which was a bit like Nightmare, but, well, Nightmare was a bit virtual reality. But anyway, this show was actual virtual reality and it was very shit. It was mm. very blocky. And it lasted one series and then obviously Craig Charles got Robot Wars because he's the sci-fi guy now. Yeah, but they were using um, these very advanced tools and they used two companies, um, Finding Zeos and Angel Studios. Mm. And we'll talk about them a bit later. Yeah. Um, 
There were cuts. There were various cuts of this film. In fact, there's this director's cut, which is. I hope no one watched the director's I cut. Please tell me you didn't. Two hours, 24 minutes. That's why I didn't watch it. Did I you mean, watch it? Yeah, I watched it. But the thing is, I can't remember. So don't ask me like, oh, which bits? No, I can help. Okay. I can help because I've read about it. I did not feel like watching it. I was so worried that that's what we had to do, that I didn't message you on purpose <laughs> in case you said yes. I couldn't imagine watching half an hour more. No, I was, I was just so hungover and, and tired. I couldn't And yet it. clearly the stuff in that half hour is good, important stuff. I mean, it's really important stuff. Oh yeah, that would make this a better film, and but it shouldn't be a two and a half hour movie. It's weird because there's a there's a some text that appears at the start, and it's like, um, just so you know, uh, this has been assembled from uh, footage here and footage there, so you will notice some jump cuts, and we <laughs> hope you uh, take that into account while you're enjoying this film. I'm like. That seems formal. <laughs> is that your biggest fear that there's some jump cuts in this? Uh, I'm going to talk about the differences as we're as we're going through it, and we're going to talk about the director's cut at the end. But this is what he had to say about this. Brett Leonard said, "I felt I was making a full story with full character development. New Line cut that out and cut to the chase. In this case, the special effects to satisfy the 14 to 20 year old male target market." Loved it. Thanks. <laughs> so, should we talk about the movie? Let's get into this. Yeah. Uh, as well as what you said appears on screen in your version we've mm. got some writing on screen by the turn of the millennium a new technology known as virtual reality will be in widespread use it's not incorrect <laughs> <laughs> it will allow you to enter computer generated artificial worlds as unlimited as the imagination itself its creators foresee millions of positive uses while others fear it is a new form of mind control all sex based I would say all sex based. I would just think, what's the, what, what I find really interesting about this film and also virtuosity and also where we are now is when uh, tech like this was first developed, people were nervous or thrilled about whether or not it would be used for sex. And so, as you mentioned, both of these films have that as well. But it's like we haven't actually moved. Like now the tech is much more advanced and the graphics are much better and it's still primarily for sex, mm. I would say. Is it, isn't it the medical profession uses it and the, and the military use virtual yeah. reality as well, don't they? But you've used it. I'm not saying you did use it for sex, but you told me that it was primarily a porn thing that you'd use when you did when you popped on a headset. Sorry, what's this? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? What's yeah, this, Chris? you said you had the thing. We were talking about it ages ago. Not privately, in this room. Yeah. And you popped on the headset and it was like a porn thing and you felt embarrassed so you took it off. <laughs> no, I've only done it once What's at this? my mate's kitchen and it was, a, it was a video game I was playing and I was embarrassed playing the game because it was because I, I, I realised okay. people standing around me. <laughs> yeah. So Sorry, when you say the game though, what sort of game was it? A sex game? No. Okay. No, it was like a point and shoot game or something, but okay. I've never seen porn <laughs> in it. I'm so game. sorry. I misheard. That's very strange. <laughs> but the embarrassment just came out of standing in the middle of the room with a headset on and people standing around you and having a wank. Well, this is the thing. Maybe you... Maybe you... <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> maybe, maybe you put two and two together because you hear, heard it was a point and shoot game and you heard about his digital spunk at the start. <laughs> yes. And, and you've, you've, you've had it. Uh, that's fair. fair. Yeah. It's a fair I mistake I to make. I think the vanity thing is interesting also because mm. Piers Brosnan in this, because I've never seen seen it is a revelation to me i think i'm a little bit smitten with him as this as this very selfish bastard mm. he, uh, he smokes he, he smokes drinks constantly he will not he, not button up a shirt he will not and he loses his claws along the way those video diaries are so brilliant <laughs> but when he's in the harness sex swing and he instantly looks like a moron and so i just don't i think the vanity of the vr thing i don't think we're we're quite there yet about making you not feel self-conscious to have this big thing mm. on your head and all the rest of it. I, I agreed. I think that's partially the reason that 3D TV fell away because people do not want to sit in their living room with big glasses no, on their head. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Okay, so we are introduced to virtual space industries um, and they are using a treatment to try and make a chimp smarter and it's working at incredible rates. Uh, but the military wants him for war and they want to increase his aggression. We've got the monkey playing a game in virtual reality, shooting shit up. He's very good at Call of Duty. Is what I've got. <laughs> very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I swear I've played him on Fortnite because <laughs> someone kicked my ass on that. So I gave up after one go. So it's definitely a monkey. I think it was this chimp. I do. Any movie, any movie where you can say, I love that scene where the monkey's got a gun. <laughs> it's already a great movie. He's like a little furry Robocop. <laughs> a quote from Brett Leonard about this scene. There were absolutely many points while making the chimp scenes where I regretted it. Oh. <laughs> this was not an enjoyable experience trying to get the poor chimp to do this stuff. No. It's pretty dark, though. Like, when you're seeing it from the chimp's point of view and he shoots that security guard in the head, there is something quite... I think it's because it's, in in theory, apart from the very first episode where we talked about chimps ripping people's faces off, yes. our very first episode of this show, like, chimps do sort of... They're cuddly. They're fun. You associate them with clowns and circuses. Not anymore, thank goodness. But they're sort of not something you ever imagined to be like hunting you down because you are smarter than nah. a chimp. You are. I went. To, I went to one of these monkey parks in Bali, and they're all around you, and it's terrifying. They're all. They're all sizing you up. <laughs> have, have has this person got anything that they can feed me with, or can I feed off this person? <laughs> But I that... just wanted to get. I was so excited to go, and I just wanted to get out of that place. Well, I imagine if you were in Bali, you had you potentially had your top off. You certainly had your legs out. You mm. are as hairy yeah, as an yeah. adult chimp. So I think maybe that's why I survived. Daddy? I think that's why I survived. They thought I was one of them. I have to. Say, I agree with you. I'm quite scared of chimps. And also, yeah, you, you mentioned think... the first episode we did, but also, does this scene not remind you of Twenty Eight Days Later opening? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. literally, it's literally a rage, rage-filled chimp. Yeah, I think it's the thing where because I, I think it's the <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's the idea of being killed by something not as smart as you. It's kind of it's a very weird thing. Like you're a security guard, you've got your gun on your belt, yeah. and then a monkey dressed as RoboCop manages to take your life. <laughs> yeah. it's sort of a really like how what what do you how were your family mm. told he's dead? How uh, a, a monkey shot him while dressed as RoboCop? <laughs> Sorry, how are you doing? <laughs> You good? That's 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 it. Well, I don't know. Pitch it however you want at the funeral, but that, those are the details. So this is one of the two major changes from uh, the theatrical version to the version you saw here, Alex. Mm. So in the version that Vicky and I saw, the chimp gets shot, and then um, Angelo, played by Pierce Brosnan, wakes up, and it's it's like had a nightmare where he's seen it. It's very confusing. That's stupid. That bit. It doesn't he's, make any sense. He's dreamt actual events, mm. and he wakes up yeah. and he's seen the events, which is never addressed in the rest of the movie. So the version I saw. Yes. Yeah, so this is it, Vicky. This is very different, and I think it sets it up better, doesn't mm, it? It does. Say what happened. So basically, uh, the chimp meets uh, Job. Uh, Job rescues him, and then right. He goes to his hut and there's a brilliant hostage situation. Well, not a hostage situation. The, the the guards turn up to kill the chimp and Job sees the chimp gunned down in front of him. And Job thinks the chimp is Cyboman, the hero from his comics who oh. he's in love with. Okay. And so he's like, you're Cyboman, I'm Lawnmower Man. And they have this really nice bonding session. And then he gets gunned down. The problem with the version I saw is that after the dream, when Pierce Brosnan wakes up, Tim's still calls him and goes, your chimp is dead. Right. And then a scene later, the chimp is very much alive and with Job. And you're like, dub the shit out of that. Yeah. It's not a big change. He's on the phone. We don't even see him. Just get Just rid of it. Get anyone. Anyone could do that accent. Get him on the phone and get your chimp's not dead. He's escaped. You want to get here? Uh. The best thing about it, though, is that Pierce Brosnan goes, 
I'm going to get the chimp back in the hostage situation where all the guards are outside the hut. Brosnan goes, I'm going to get the chimp back and immediately puts a cigarette in his mouth and lights the does. cigarette. And he's like walking up towards Job with the smoking a fan. He's like, not priorities. <laughs> He smokes constantly. Uh, but this is what Brett Leonard said about losing that. He said it was a horrifying challenge to have it all make sense. Uh, my version involves comic books and the death of the experimented on chimp, both part of the 10-minute expository sequence that was eliminated. Joe becomes a comic book character by the end of the movie and the whole resonance was shown at the beginning. There was a lot of sub-themes weaving through there. It didn't show what our true vision was, just that we were state-of-the-art technical filmmakers, which is true, but we're also focused on story and characters. And it must be frustrated if you've put that setup in there with the comic book, with the superhero thing, and it just gets cut out. Mm. And it's well done. It is a good sequence. Okay. Good, good, good. So, um, Pierce Brosnan is our doctor. As we said, he's shirtless, he's smoking, he's sexy, he's very sweaty. Always sweaty. Uh, Brett Leonard said, Pierce was at this point especially known as a bit of a pretty boy. So he constantly wanted me to film him with sweat and put him with underlit fluorescence. I said, Pierce, it's hard to make you look bad, dude. (laughs) He's also very whiny. I don't know if you might, maybe you didn't notice it, but... Because every time that you know, he, that's his actual wife as well, which I couldn't believe. Like she's like, I'm going to leave because you wouldn't take me to the city or whatever. What a strange thing to strange. say. You can't take you yourself. You promised to take me to the city. And I can't go alone. Which city? Just a city. <laughs> I've never been. Well, actually, does that lean into I'm asking, I don't know this. It's not set in the future, is it? This now kind of thing. Then. Yeah. So but the VSI is like super futuristic tech. Mm. But the town that they live in is like 50s almost. Like seems very innocent kind of very Stephen King, you know, well, New it's England Carrie. kind of It reminds me of Carrie quite yeah. a lot. So is the is it meant to be t- like um symbolic like we have the town, we have the city, we have the countryside and, and mm. we don't delineate the city in particular because you don't want to be able to locate it. So it's just the amorphous the idea of the city and this is not the city kind mm. of thing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and I think it plays into a lot of the characters, the fact it's set in this small town, you know, the abusive priest, like uh, Job, of course, the lawnmower service. They're all very small town things, things that would not yeah. work if it wasn't set. But anyway, Pierce Brosnan is a whinger. Like, he's sexy as fuck, but he's very whiny. She's like, "You, I'm leaving. He's like, but I've got so much work on. And all he does is whinge. Can you believe that here's a man who, and I, part of me was like, oh, jealous. The fact that he wakes up in the middle of the night with his wife asleep next to him, immediately turns on the TV and lights a cigarette yeah. in bed. And he's allowed to do that. Well, he's no, she does at least go, uh, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I was asleep and now I can smell cigarette smoke and yeah. you've got the TV on. <laughs> I had a dream. It really happened. Well, he says I had a bad nightmare, which is what <laughs> children say. Because it's like, I had a bad like I, I had a good nightmare. I had a bad nightmare. Oh, I felt so worried. <laughs> What's a good nightmare? No, that's what I mean. There is okay. no such thing. It's a, it's a okay. tautology if we want to get into it, mm. Pierce. Uh, so we meet Joe properly now. You've already met him, Alex. We, we, are, we are just meeting him. He's sleeping in a shed. Uh, the priest he lives with put in there. He spends his night doing penance. He's finished making a lawnmower called Big Red. Mm. Um, he's simple Jack, isn't he? Oh, yes. my God. It's, I, yeah. so, I hadn't so made much. that connection previously because I haven't seen that in years and hadn't seen this in years. But it it's... You know, I thought Simple Jack was a was a play on Rain Man or something, but I mean, it's this the clothes yeah. and the hair. It's the yes. dungarees. It's the and... one strap dungarees, particularly as well. Like he's not just got the dungarees on; they're half done up. It's all wow. Done. Yeah, uh, a bloke is rude to Job at the gas station. So I'm wondering if uh, what was the script called originally? Cyber God. Cyber. I wonder if he was working at a gas station in Cyber God. And they've had to add all the lawnmower stuff in because this gas station stuff is just off to the side and it's sort of... Yeah, I mean, it's it just... It doesn't feel connected to the story. 
I guess it's the creation of like the idea that because of his intellect, Job is bullied and uh, it gives you an idea of how, as he changes, you know, and it also gives you someone for him, uh, well, building up a, a, a collection of people who he can murder later and you can go, great, you mm. know, he's angry with these people. Yeah. Um, Caroline is unhappy with Angelo, though. Um, she leaves him. She hates his artificiality. And she really leaves at this point. In the, in the version you watched, that's it for her. She's gone. Yeah. yeah. Never she's comes gone. back. She, she's, she's back in Alex's version. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, Stepford wife, I believe. She yes, becomes. yes, very much. Okay, we'll get to that. Uh, Priest is still angry with Job. He hasn't killed the bugs in the church. He's forgot his chores. This is where he gets beaten with a belt. Um, there's a lot of abuse in this film. It's, um, it's dark stuff. Um, but Angelo invites Job to play a game. <laughs> One game a bit better than the other, I mm. would say. Well, first it's a puzzle. First he's like, snap. Second one is like, wow, VR! <laughs> he's flying on a gimbal. Uh, and this is when he asks him all those quite dodgy questions about being keeping quiet about it and keeping a secret, what he's going to do to him. He gives him shots of vitamins. Or we think they're vitamins, they're not vitamins. And he sticks him in the VR. Um, uh, he's, he's hungry after this, so Job goes and eats lunch under a tree. And a woman on a porch called Marnie... Mm. Has a look. She does. She likes what she sees. She does, doesn't well, she? He's, he's got, just, you know, if you're smarter, you're also better looking. Everyone knows that. Yeah. I mean, he's not smart just yet, though. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty smart. <laughs> oh, my God. She's, she, no. Oh, yeah. That's he's, he, she's still very much into Job as is at this point. Which is important, I think, yeah. because Larry is saying to him, if you were smarter, people wouldn't be able to take advantage of you. But that's not true, is it? That's victim blaming. If people didn't take advantage of you, you wouldn't be taken advantage of. That's the sentence structure you need there. She just likes him for who he is. She's got her own reasons, sex reasons. Sex reasons. Uh, and there's some ethics involved there. Mm. Uh, but, you know, she's not... Yeah, she hasn't said to him if you were different. She likes him how he is. Yeah. Well, easy yeah. easy to persuade. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is murky, isn't it? It's a moral minefield. It is a moral <laughs> minefield. <laughs> it might not even be a minefield. I think it's just... Just bad. It's just illegal. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, um, but his mind is like a clean, hungry sponge. I fucking love that line. <laughs> I watched that twice. I was like, he didn't just say clean, hungry sponge. Did he? <laughs> he had a bad nightmare too, and it's a clean, hungry sponge. But also, it's it's just when you mess around with the words, you look at it on the page. You go, clean sponge. No, it makes people think of dirty sponges. That's horrible. Hungry sponge. They're always hungry, I guess, in that they soak things up. It makes, it makes me think of a, a toy from the 80s. Get your hungry sponge today <laughs> with little googly eyes on. It's like, nom, 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 nom. it's hungry sponge, kids. <laughs> Only from Tommy. I just wish he hadn't said clean. Mm. Oh, big, big hungry sponge. But I think it, it, it's the idea that because, because he, his naivety makes him clean. So it, it's yeah. it's the idea that he has he hasn't got all the, uh, the 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 foibles the depression the anger the animosity that mm. we we like might have because you know his naivety makes him see the world in a very uh, a, a, a golden hue yeah. yeah but that innocence has gone by the next scene because he's developed self awareness and he wants to look like a cowboy oh yeah it's nice yep uh, the priest doesn't like it though he enters and um, tries to hit Job again and Job grabs his arm uh, things are changing. Um, Marnie shows up at the gas station. She wants the attendant to check her fluids. I don't think she cares. Who's... I think good for you, love, for saying that with a straight face because I think she has the power in that moment and she's saying it on purpose. But it, you said the word fluid, which I think you would struggle with. Mm. But she owns that completely. And I, I think Marnie's very good. Okay, case. Vicky, uh, my question here is uh, Vicky, should we like her agency or is she a predator? 
Well, we answered the question, didn't we? Because we did. because Job is now more self-aware, she's less of a predator. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what we'll say. That's why she's. Uh, that's why it's acceptable when she says, yeah, "I want you to mow my grass." Yeah. Mow my lawn. Sorry. So basically, yeah. if they hadn't had if they hadn't had the scene where she's lusting after him before he's changed, we would have been fine. I think so. But yeah. because they've got that scene in there, it, yeah. the wheels were already turned. I mean, I think you know. Later on, someone says, "Oh no, Job's uh, carer. What's the the man who owns the gardening business? The, Terry. the, the nice one who's not the priest. The, well, the alcoholic. Yes. Yeah. Says <laughs> the, just... the the Irish stereotype. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, oh, you like, can hear all the little people making their music <laughs> in the grass. It is bad. It's bad. Um, she, he's like, oh, she's, you know, she gets around a bit and she's not getting paid for it. She just does it because she likes it. It's like, I don't, I don't mind that. Like, as in, yeah, if you do it because you like it, that's great. But the, she does get really punished by the film. So it's like, we've put that out there and that's a positive thing. But she, the la- I mean, unless it's different in the version you saw, but she never even, the last we hear of her, she's wandering around naked and she's lost her mind. That is and right. we, we never even see her. So um, it's, I think there's one more subsequent scene where he, she's with Job, but she's like just like yeah. completely She gets gone. punished for a transgression, which is a shame because if she's a woman who enjoys it and she's not getting paid for it and all the rest of it, good for her, but she's very deeply um, punished for that, mm-hmm. which is a shame. What, for lusting after a person who she shouldn't be? Well, this is the thing, <sighs> yes, but also just for enjoying sex on its own terms. But I think Chris is right, I thought... Yeah, because then she does lust after him when he's mm, not yeah. able to consent, I guess. Anyway, she's looking forward to having her lawn mode, and she soon will. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk a bit more about Gas Station Guy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back. So the gas station guy punches Job um, and they head to the lab and we're in the gyro room. Um, Brett Lennon says, I thought a gyrosphere looked amazing cinematically. It references the Vitruvian Man. Um, that's cool. And the production designer says, I guess it was important to make a correlation between actor movement in real space and actor movement in virtual space. That's why the gyrospheres are important narratively, although completely impractical because your subject would vomit constantly. <laughs> I mean, you said they look stupid, right? You don't. You think Pierce looks stru- stupid when he gets in one of those I gyrospheres. think everybody in both films looks stupid in them. I think if you were... If you the only excuse me the only way to replace them I think they make virtual reality seem very inaccessible because yeah. it immediately makes you think so we're still learning what virtual reality is through this movie and it's like you will never have this in your home unless you have a home big enough for a gyrosphere yeah but the alternative which is why Chris felt embarrassed in that room if you're just sort of standing there mm. with a headset on wandering yeah. round aimlessly that will fundamentally look stupider than having a big machine where you spin round in definitely so yeah it's 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 the it's the better of two I bad think it's things because it takes away your ability to embarrass yourself because once you're strapped in you can't move so the the only thing you could control would be like the lower half of your face if someone was looking and you'd like set your face so you weren't like you dribbling like your mouth was open or whatever mm. but when you can wander around with those headsets on i've done it once and i was so self-conscious that i'm stumbling around like a drunk person and i look like an idiot and i don't want to pay to look like an idiot so you do you look cooler in a gyrosphere you do look cooler but and you I still think- look stupid <laughs> I don't know. I like the suit. I, I bought like... a gyrosphere, all right? <laughs> oh, God, I'm so sorry. It cost sorry. me a lot of money. I'm so sorry. I will that at is, least try it. I'll do it behind a would... curtain. <laughs> that's something you would do and then have it for two weeks and then get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Like my Wii Fit. That's like your Wii Fit. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I always fancy one three, of them. And your but, 3D telly, I think you got. Yeah, I got rid yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the Wii Fit, because there's a ski jumping game, which was a whole load of fun, but there is no way to ever look anything other than an absolute tool. <laughs> ski jumping on a Wii Fit in the middle of your living room at a party. <laughs> um, Job is now doing topless mowing and it's sort of that teen comedy scene where the ugly girl takes off her glasses and she's super hot yeah <laughs> um, uh, Marnie offers him a cold glass of lemonade and, and Jeffrey Lewis is his, is his wingman here yeah. <laughs> really wants to see his simple friend get laid um, she teaches him how to kiss mm. that's an uncomfortable scene I like it. Oh, that's not how it works. What? <laughs> Stick your tongue well, out. No, but he doesn't know what he's doing, does he? But <laughs> it's not comfortable to watch. <laughs> it's all. It's this is why it feels wrong. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I see that now. I didn't see it at the time. But I think it's intentionally meant to make you feel wrong. I think this movie yeah, is very, so. very dark. I think it's intentional. It's yeah. Like, it, 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 it's all about. There's abuse happening everywhere in yeah. this film, isn't there? There's abuse in three different homes, basically, if, mm. if, if you consider this potentially yeah, as abuse. And Job yeah. is the victim. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, there's a little boy who's a victim next door and a mother as well. Yeah. yeah of course, because Pierce Brosnan sort of knocks back the curtain and goes, mm, abuse, abuse happening across the road. Yeah. Anyway, I had a bad nightmare. Yeah. Have you got any cigarettes? <laughs> uh, Angelo's amazed that Job learned Latin in less than two hours. He says, it took me a year to learn the Latin alphabet. Fucking idiot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, he's meant to be clever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he is, because I did learn Latin. I forgot you did, yeah. The Latin yeah. alphabet is our alphabet. <laughs> is yeah. it really? Yeah. If he'd said Greek, it might have made more sense. Still but, only at, yeah. what, yeah. what, 28, 26 I know. characters? Yeah, Fine. but I mean, Latin is literally almost exactly the same as our <laughs> alphabet. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> it, took him a, it took him a year to learn our alphabet. <laughs> I mean, you're making Pierce Brosnan seem like less of a scientist, more a guy who's just got some cool bikes in his basement. <laughs> And it and invites kids and 
<laughs> and, and Joe Brown to play on them. <laughs> so, as I mentioned earlier, he, he hears all music um, in a car. He just listens to 10 seconds and then chucks it. He's developing psychic powers. Um, he switches his dose so he can touch God. This was when my missus walked in and said, is this a spoof? Is this a character from Zoolander? <laughs> who, who in your version switches his dose? He does. Job does? Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, hold on. No, no. Um, no, later on, Job, Job doses himself, but the, the guys from okay. BSI switch it at this point. Yeah. yeah, because he is still the victim here because it's Tim's who swaps it out yep. and Pierce Brosnan doesn't know, Angelo doesn't know he's giving him like the, the, the chimp serum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some virtual sex happens now with Marnie. Their bodies meld. They fold around each other. They turn into dragonflies. Um, they separate. They're covered in goo from their primal minds. Um, and he turns into some kind of giant, I don't know, length. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How is it somehow? This scene was already disturbing. No, and... I think you did very well. Mm, what, no. the, what else are you going to say? And I haven't heard that for a while. So that's very welcome. It's a funny word, isn't well it? Well done, Chris. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's not as funny if you say something else. <laughs> this, but this is literally the scene that the film was sold off the back of. The poster was of them entwined yep. in the VR. The, this clip was pulled out. You would have thought this was a film that was 90 minutes of digital fucking, which is maybe why we all went to the cinema <laughs> to watch it. Um, I mean, and also it's, it's funny, isn't it, how it does look weirdly dated now and yet that was so futuristic then. I don't know. I think for me, because of how dated it looks, it looks. I think if you did that now with modern tech, it possibly wouldn't look as disturbing as it does because the graphics are CGI, mm. are, are dated. It makes it somehow seem like old, but it's the future, but mm. it's not the future that we know anymore. And it's just, I've, I remember watching that scene as a kid and it, I found it really upsetting. Mm. And, and it happened again watching it this time because of how, how weird and blocky the graphics are. Mm. I didn't like it. No. I mean, I did like it for the reason it was intended to be liked. It got under my skin. Yeah. Um, his intelligence has surpassed Angelo's now. Uh, Angelo has to go on some meeting in Washington. This was the point where I realised who the director was doing the posh voice. Did you know who that was when you were watching it? Like, did you... Which bit are we talking from, about? Uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, Dean yeah. Norris from oh, Breaking yeah, Bad sorry, is the director. Because yeah. he's doing a posh voice and yeah. he's a head on a telly so you can't really see him. Mm. I blew my mind. Yeah. He pops up in everything, doesn't he? And he has not aged a day. No. No, no. that's it. Shave your head. You'll never age. <laughs> uh, and now it's time for revenge. We're getting into a lot of Stephen King territory in terms of Carrie and Christine and all these films that are about a bully person out for revenge. Mm. So um, he he appears wearing his VR suit with this, this, this grey rubber onesie. And I guess now I know that the idea is he's a superhero. It's like a superhero costume, isn't it? Yeah, which I guess is a connection between... Both movies, because I think Russell Crowe, when he dons the purple suit in Virtuosity, mm. he's playing a comic book villain. Yeah. 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 Uh, he visits the priest. I've come for your confession. He turns him into a human torch. Good. That's a pretty cool scene, actually. Those effects look great. Um, he moves a gas pump with his mind um, and he gets inside uh, the attendant's brain and mows it. Mm -hmm. Disturbing as well. Yeah. And then his neighbour, uh, Pete, I've not mentioned Pete. Pete's the kid next door who I think is probably getting hit by his dad. The only cast member who returns from Law for Lawnmower Man 2 mm. beyond cyberspace. Mm. And he stars in a film we're going to do soon if we can figure out what to pair it with. Oh, my God. I know what this is. Yeah. It's, uh... Oh, yeah. 
Shall I say it? Or yeah. shall I just guess it? Last Action Hero. Yeah. He's the kid from Last Action yeah, Hero. Yeah, if we think it? of what we should do that with, um, let us know, because we've not come up with anything yet. Um, so, yeah, Job isn't having his mate being hit, so he puts uh, Pete and his mum to sleep, and then a lawnmower smashes through the wall, carves up the room, chases Dad into the garden, and mows him down. My this God, this so- is just like the <laughs> short story, The Lawnmower yes. Man. It's yep. so silly. Yeah, yep. Stephen King should have kept his name on this film. Yeah. <laughs> because, obviously, there's one line, isn't there? that is paraphrased from the story and it says, yeah, excuse me, Lieutenant, where's the rest of him in the birdbath? I do love the uh, the comic relief. I guess he's meant to be the 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 cop. Yeah, he's he's funny. He's funny. Yeah. Where he's like he's like oh, probably some satanic cultist. So maybe it was spontaneous combustion. That shit happens all the time. Yeah, he's good. Um, so this is where we uh, see Marnie again. Um, she's been driven mad. She says, I don't believe she'll ever stop laughing. Yep. So what has happened here? Has has Job hurt her? Or was the sex so good that she's it's it's broken something in her brain? Uh, neither of those things. He couldn't oh, control. He couldn't control the 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 dark part of himself uh, when he got carried away. Let's say mm-hmm. in the the cyber sex thing, and she he, she has been basically scared to a kind of catatonic state. She mm. was so terrified by him becoming a length that, <laughs> that it's like she's just become a, you know a mess now she got what she wanted and she didn't like it mm. fucking typical mm. yeah okay um so job can do a jedi mind tricks now it's all a bit confused isn't it what what he's he can do he can move stuff he's telekinetic he's telepathic mm. yeah and he's, doc- is- he's doctor strange basically i think it's a shit cuz he is supposed to be upset by what happened to marnie but then when you see him control Jedi mind trick the police officers, they're like, oh, two murders becomes two accidents. Think, well, you must be able to fix her then, and but you don't seem to bother. So mm. why is that? Yeah, and is he upset about what's happened to Marnie? I think he's meant to push it when he's before he starts dosing himself and all the rest. I think he's meant to make him angry, right, and push him over the edge a little bit that this thing that he liked and this thing that he loved has mm. been broken. Fair enough. So um, he's gonna he now believes himself to be a conduit to utopia. Mm. He's going to cleanse the diseased planet. He says, virtual reality will grow just as the telegraph grew to the telephone, just as the radio to the TV. Um, it hasn't happened yet. No. Uh, he's going to inject himself into a mainframe computer. There's a lot of word soup happening now. I love this bit. It's sort of terminology that... Um, that no one knows what it means. Exactly. And especially not... We we know what some of the words mean now. Yeah. But in 92, none of us knew what any of these words mean. But it doesn't matter mean. because you say they're hacking into the mainframe and everyone goes, oh, right. Yeah. It's weird. You don't hear people say the information superhighway anymore, though. You don't, no. do you? I miss that. That's what he or says. Or pluralising. The, the, people used to call it the internets because it was like more than one net reaching mm. across and capturing things and all the rest of it. No, not anymore. But important here, he says, once I've entered the neural net, my birth cry will be the sound of every phone in the universe ringing in unison. Yeah. I never understood the end of this because and I I only remember hearing that line this time. So I thought the phones ringing at the end was kind of like an awful thing for Job that he like had all this power and now he'd been reduced oh. to only being able to make phones ring. Yeah. Like he was just, it's like the gremlin in Gremlins 2, the new batch that gets trapped in the phone lines, yeah. the electric gremlin. I thought he was trapped well, in the telecom network and no. actually it's the opposite. He's, he is the network. Yeah, that means you're an idiot then. Yeah. It's very specific I, line. I was, I was uh, about eight years old. So. You, were older, <laughs> you were older than that. <clears throat> I think it's, it's obviously because I'm watching it now, but it's a shame that they couldn't, 
foresee tech beyond the phones. So when he's like, I will make every phone in the world ring, and you're like, mm, okay. Because obviously, like early hacking, you could hack the phone network, and I get it, but it just, that's the thing that dates it the most for me, not the uh, graphics. It's just like, we don't really give a shit about landline phones anymore. What would you think? What would you What would you have as some kind know. of signifier yeah. that he has done what If you were doing like the said. Matrix now, like I will be everywhere. I don't. How would you do it? Like well, it wouldn't be TV. It wouldn't be mobile phones. That's boring. Because you want that. You want the. You want the landscape city shot. You want something yeah, to yeah. be happening on a massive scale. So you can't just see different computers turning on and. Oh, dope. I know what you do. But it is like lifted from the Matrix. So you'd have what you establish as the real world city shot, and then it does whatever. I'm not a graphics person, but the shimmery thing that makes it clear that everything has gone into the simulation and he's managed to pull the whole world. We are all inside the simulation now because of him. Interesting. That's how you do it. It's not the end of the film, but it is an interesting take <laughs> on the end of the film if it and was like, a completely yeah. different ending. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like 10 seconds I came up with that. So I imagine good, if I had yeah. like, you know, an hour. <laughs> oh. I hate to think what you can do in an hour. So Angelo, um, Job reads his mind, realises he's betrayed him, he ties him up, and then he he appears to the agents uh, coming for him in the sky, a bit like Ray Winston in those betting ads. <laughs> <laughs> Bet 365. <laughs> and it, Have you been to the football this weekend? Is that why that's, no. your, that's your cultural touch point? No, it's on the telly all the time. <laughs> It's the summer, there's no football. I don't know oh, yeah, why Ray Winston's head isn't gold in those adverts, because that would I'd be more interested in betting. You'd be if more it was inclined to bet. A yeah. massive shimmering gold head. Ray yeah. Winston's gold. He, he must have won loads of money by <laughs> Bet 365. He turns people into little circles. I call it death by bubble. But Alex, this is the other scene that's quite different. Because no, I I'm, I'll help you here. I'll help you here. So uh, what no, we no haven't seen my expression, then I was like, <laughs> what we haven't seen <laughs> is um, Job has turned Caroline, uh, Angeline, Angeline's ex, into this Stepford wife. Right. Now, she is in the sequence and he sends her out, mm. this robotic woman, and she's the one that starts gunning down the agents. Cool. And then they eventually gun her down. So this seems actually quite different in the director's cut. Um, doesn't make much difference, though. Uh, so, yeah, he's becoming the internet now, I think. He takes out some security guards with some virtual locusts. Bees? bees yeah. I had. I had bees. All right. Um, bees are friendly, though. There's a... Yeah, they, yeah, but they can swarm, so... It's true, and there are killer bees, granted. Yeah. But and they're I literally mean, called killer bees. I always think of it like this. If Go a on. bee stings you... It's life or death for the bee. Yes. Like, if they sting you... Well, it's death, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, it is death. Yeah, it's not life. I've stung you, I can live on. It's like, no, it's definitely death. If you think, no, oh, it's not, is it? <laughs> Why was I never told this? I thought, because my friend is a wasp and he's stinging people left, right and centre. And he bet me. I do it once and... That, fuck it. That doesn't seem... What is the point of me even having a sting? Anyway, but wasps, they're the, they're the bastards. They are, that's true. So, Job... Um, He's, he's an all-powerful virtual reality robot now. He slides down some orange wormhole, but he, he, when he tries to leave, his access is denied because mm. um, Angelo cut the network connections and Angelo's got a bunch of guns and bombs. Uh, Pete, Pete, the kid, arrives. Um, I, I, I wasn't paying attention at this point. He, his mum's outside asleep in a car. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what's going on there. But they have this big face-off with each other in virtual reality and, and Job is saying, you need to be led just like everyone else. It's a basic need. He says, I'm God here. Uh, he puts Angelo on a cross, yeah. which they had to cut out of the TV versions in the States. I can believe that. Yes. 
Weird country. Um, <laughs> and, and hello to all our American <laughs> listeners. <laughs> they know it's a weird country. Uh, he hears Pete and uh, he lets Angelo out so that Angelo can Save let Pete, Pete out. Yeah, yeah, so he's still got some form of humanity. Yes. Our villain. Uh, they make it out just before the place blows and then... Um, we get back to our audio diary. When he says, I'm taking my work underground, it's like, that. You, it's it, it's so dodgy as it is. I don't think that is a good idea. Like, your ethical framework is poor at best. Yeah, <laughs> how, how can you take it more, more underground yeah. than doing it in your basement? Yeah. You didn't get consent for your subject. It was a human subject. <laughs> you, you think this is underground? You ain't seen oh, nothing Actually, you're yet. right. I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> I wonder what would happen. But I guess your, your protagonist is supposed to learn something or yeah. change. Like nothing. Nothing. Fuck all. <laughs> he, he's missed the entire point of the film. Yeah. I mean, I guess his change is that he says if we can somehow embrace our wisdom instead of ignorance, this technology. Well, he wouldn't know. It takes him a year to learn the fucking alphabet. Embrace what? Your wisdom? I'm going to go. I'm off to an orphanage. <laughs> An underground, I'm going to steal some orphans. No, you think I can't make this more under fucking ground, mate? You ain't seen nothing yet. Um, and then we've got our ending. Uh, the phone rings and then another and another and another all over the world. Phones are ringing. <laughs> and the film ends and we get the Terminator 2 music over the end credits. So is it bad that he's in the phones or good for Joe? It's good for it's him. It's good, I'm joking. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, he's got what he wanted. Yeah. He is the internet. Yes. Um, so uh, a couple of quotes from Brett Leonard I'm a big fan of. Um he says that uh, he got a phone call one day uh, from Stephen King who said to him, listen, I'm about to go watch your movie. I'm going to call you right after and let you know what I think. What a power move. I'm like, Sh- I-, I might be out. Shouldn't have done that though either. <laughs> he said that, Brett said that was the worst two hours of my life. Well, yeah. Just wait until you've seen That's it. such a power move. Then he called him back and said, Brett, very cool movie. My kids actually really liked it. Very clever. I think it's incredible. Of course, it has very little to do with my short story and they're saying it's from the mind of Stephen King, so I'm probably going to sue these bastards. But I want you to know I'm not going to sue you and I think you did a great job and I'll be positive about the movie. Wow. So this is just Brett, Brett Leonard's claim. Inverse are Stephen King's representatives. They didn't get anything back. But I think that's quite a nice story, Yeah, actually, from our man Steve. Uh, and I do seem to remember when I went to see this at the cinema, they they literally had to put stickers over Stephen King's name on the posters. It was so, already printed. Yeah, it, it was so late right. in the day. Yeah. Um, so uh, it grossed $75 million worldwide. It made it one of the top 10 highest grossing independent films ever. And for Cost Against Profit, it was in the top five films of yeah. all time at that point. Um, the director's cut... Mm. which obviously Alex has seen and some of you might have watched. I hope you didn't. I'm sorry if you did. Um, It outsold the theatrical version eight to one. And I think they charged a fair few dollars for it. So this film made Mm. a lot of money. Yeah, I found I found a quote somewhere that said it was about about 175 million Mm. in the end. All all totaled up. Yeah, yeah. With all the ancillary rights. And obviously it got a sequel that Mm. no one saw. I've actually watched that sequel. It, it bears literally no relevance to this film. No, it's Matt Frewer, isn't it? It's Max Headroom. Is yeah. is, is it, it replaces him? Um, another quote. This is what makes me think of, of taking that Stephen King quote with a pinch of salt from Brett Leonard. Brett Leonard. Uh, this is one for you, Alex. He says, "Um, James Cameron loved the Lawnmower Man. He met me at Cannes the year Lawnmower Man came out. He walked up to me and he said." You beat me to virtual reality, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I do is because of you. Seems like a lot of people uh, who've made a success of their lives in literature or Hollywood <laughs> tend to speak to Brett Leonard exactly like caricatures from a, a, a movie about rich, powerful men. You son of a bitch! 
I'm going to go see your fucking movie. You and did then it, I, you bastard. You better be on the end of this phone when I come out and I'm going to tell you exactly what. You son of a bitch. You did it again, You Brett. beat me to virtual reality. God damn you, Brett. Check out the brain on Brett. God damn you fucking genius, Brett. Oh, my God. The world is your oyster. But it is funny that this was such a big deal when it came out and for a few years after. And now I feel like it's just forgotten to the point that it was hard for us to find a version yeah. of it. Yeah. people to watch yeah I mean I really enjoyed the two hour 24 minute version I will say that uh, Nettie said it was one of the worst experiences of her adult life so not a fan uh, she did not thank me for making her watch that she was like is it ever going to end like, I'd imagine so I've never seen this version I mean it, it sounds better but I, as I say I couldn't sit through it for two and a half hours you just, you just need to need a new edit basically yep. don't you okay should we do the bits you and pieces you just need an edit <laughs> he goes your chimp's dead that's my chimp there that is my chimp in that next scene right there. <laughs> you said he was dead. Just just change that and it'll be perfect. Vicky. That's right, perfect. What's your favourite scene, Vicky? So even though it freaked you out, Alex, it's the VR sex dragonfly thing because it makes sense artistically and creatively and Brett Leonard is very much into, well, this interview I read with him in 2017, he's like, VR is, we're nearly there. He's all, we're always nearly there. God <laughs> damn it. We are nearly, <laughs> nearly there. there. That's what James Cameron said to me. Brett, you've advanced VR. But... It's when Job says to Marnie, we can be anything. And that's the promise of VR. And you're in there and you're just like, not really. I'm just me stumbling around doing, you know, whatever, looking stupid. Dragonfly. But that's the thing. When he says we can be anything, when their bodies merge, you're like, oh, I get it. Like That to me makes sense beyond your the limitations of your human body. We can merge together. And that it just made, it's the promise of the premise kind of thing. It, that made VR make sense to me in a way that was really exciting kind mm. of thing. So that's it. That's I think I in that it. same interview as well, though, he's, he's not pleased with the terminology anymore. Okay. He wants it to be called virtual experience, not virtual reality. He thinks we've been saying it wrong. God. Alex. <laughs> God, Brett. Uh, so I really, really, I still love the VR stuff. As I said earlier, I find that I, the cyber sex scene I've got written down here because it, it, it freaks me out. It genuinely freaks me out. I find a lot of the imagery very, very disturbing. The idea, because it sort of breaks the rules of of the ways that you can foresee dying. Like you're at a gas station and like a guy you bullied turns up and you're like, well, he's going to shoot me or stab me or beat me up. But what I don't expect him to do is turn into a giant head inside my mind with lawnmower blades as teeth yeah. and grow, like basically mow my mind to mush. And that scared me. Yeah, you didn't expect him to turn into a shit cartoon. <laughs> But it's because he looks so evil. I like the way he looks in that scene. So that is the bit that really gets under my skin of all of them. It's the cyber sex a little bit, but the mowing of the mind and destroying a man's ability to be himself anymore, a person's ability to be themselves by powers that you can't like rationalise as a human. Yeah, I, I loved it. I love the mowing of the mind scene. Uh, for me, because I had been paying attention while I watched the film, I, I just remember in the cinema really liking the phones ringing at the end and going, oh, Lord Mo Man's still out there. <laughs> yeah, it, made me, it made me feel cleverer than Alex, even yeah. though I wasn't to meet him for 20 years. It, it just, I mean, I, I, I like it now. I guess I just, I, I guess a part of me is still like, but is that all he can do? Yeah, ring <laughs> it's a like, yeah. Is it like, is that why he's going to just be really annoying forever? Like, oh, it's just Job again. again. That's what I said in my intro. He's mm -hmm. really good at telesales. Yeah. <laughs> 
He got his dream. Uh, Alex, who's your most valuable whatever? Uh, I imagine, I don't know whether this is where you're going to talk about them because you said you were going to talk about them, but I'm picking uh, Angel Studios. No, all right, so I'm going to go first. I'm picking Angel Studios. No, I'm picking Angel Studios. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, They did the the CGI for the movie. They also did um, Kiss the Frog, the music video that he did for Peter Gabriel. Fucking Peter Gabriel! Mm. He's in virtuosity too much, I've just remembered. Mm. Sorry. Back to the start, because I missed the start, apparently, so... Well, just wanted to get that in there. Not, not apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I, I did some reading around them and obviously, you know, they got into gaming and they built the engine that powered a lot of Rockstar's games and are now part of uh, Rockstar San Diego, one of the branches of the Rockstar Gaming Company and have been involved in making brilliant games that I enjoy, mm. like Red Dead Redemption <laughs> and Red Dead Redemption 2. And, G- and GTA. Uh, yes, yeah. I think San Diego, yeah. I think that obviously that comes under the Rockstar banner. They did... Uh, I can't remember. Midnight something. Midnight Run? No. Anyway, yeah. So Angel Studios, because I think the CGI is brilliant in this, especially okay. for the time. I'm going to have to change mine then. Uh, Vicky? Uh, Pierce Brosnan's earring, Pierce Brosnan's jacket. Mm. Every time Pierce Brosnan does his audio diary and progressively loses his clothes, the ego of a person to have your computer recording you, you're not even looking at the screen. Where are you talking to? Who are you talking to? And he's like, day 58 or whatever. And he doesn't say that. So Pierce Brosnan's... <laughs> attire, attitude, everything about that man is my MVW. Is that acceptable? Yeah, because we were loving him in Mrs. Doubtfire. How are you feeling about him in this one? This is much better. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's It's just unreal. He's just like, I'm a bad boy and you better watch out. (laughs) So like when he's in his hotel room and he's stomping, God damn it, man, whoever he's called. I've been in the shower and I will not put my top on. And he's smoking a fag with no top on, which I find weird and that makes me upset. And then he does the thing because he's like, director, get this. I'm going to be extra bad in this scene. He does the thing where he blows the smoke and takes it back again because he's like, that's what bad boys do. Hot. And he's not wrong. Mm. That's the thing. You never smoked a cigarette without a top on? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. And but, do you find yourself but going, that work, oh, I'm being a bit naughty. <laughs> you are being a bit naughty today, Victoria. <laughs> Put your top on, you bad girl. <laughs> or don't have a cigarette yet, but you're doing bunks. Oh, my God. <laughs> what if you get a bit of ash on you? You know, <sighs> boulder burn. <laughs> boulder burn. <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> so, no, I haven't ever smoked. We yeah. really are celebrating the mid 90s <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> Your special hoodie that you could <laughs> did you have? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Hot rocks. Getting yes. out. Got loads of little holes in my jeans. Because yeah. it hurts. Yeah. Uh, I'm going for Stephen <laughs> King for writing that dumb short story, then getting his name taken off this film, then making so many millions of dollars off the back of it. Fair enough, yeah. That is that must have been an afternoon's work, that short story, if I'm honest. <laughs> I think it's seven pages. And look at all the money he's made. Yeah. Um well done, Steve. And what would you change, Vicky? I wouldn't call it Lawnmower Man because it's stupid, uh, but it, it, this is a very scripty change. We've got three female characters that in the version that we saw don't ever really pay off. So Caroline leaves him and yeah. she just disappears. Marnie, she's wandering around the town laughing and nothing, you know, whatever. And then you've got the mother of Peter. So you've got these three underdeveloped... She's asleep at the end. <laughs> she's asleep. Three underdeveloped female characters. So mm. if we're not going to give them their due, let's collapse them. Pierce Brosnan is not married to Caroline. He doesn't need his wife to leave him. It has seemingly no impact on him anyway. So he should be in an almost romantic relationship with Peter's mum, which hasn't quite happened because Peter's dad is scary as shit and all the rest of it. And so then when Peter's dad is got rid of the Pierce Brosnan and whatever Peter's mum is called, can allow their love to bloom. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you can't have the wife, if it was his wife, you said it was his wife, they don't really tell you that, but... Mm. 
But if it, it makes this worse, I mean, you don't leave your husband because he hasn't taken you into the city. <laughs> That's what a five-year-old would say. Floating, yeah. flying, how show before it's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Is it? I don't know. You tell me. And Caroline, never unplug me when I'm in the system. I know. <laughs> and if you've got if you've got a character who becomes psychic later in the movie, don't have us questioning if the doctor's psychic because of that dream he had. Because oh, yeah. he isn't psychic. No. Oh, but yeah. they've made us think he's psychic by putting that there so those are little changes I mean you've got to incorporate naked fat guy eating grass of course what and a disturbing image that would be it's yeah. disturbing just to read it yeah. and I'm sorry some chimps have to get freed at the end and play into the climax somehow you can't open with chimps being point. tortured you've got to have yep. Job freeing the chimps mm-hmm. and the chimps you know killing their captors definitely yep. Alex um, at no point I think I'm right in saying this in in the history of the world has anyone ever hit on anyone else with the line would you check my fluids (laughs) but they should but they haven't (laughs) whether they should or should not but you don't think props are for pulling it off no no it's bad like you can't just have you I was like what an earth. I know, it is horrible. Oh, I like that bit. No, it, no, you don't say that. No one said that. No one's thought. And then she asked Job to mow her lawn. That's She's fine. not talking about the grass, Alex. <laughs> I, oh, I get that. I just don't think anyone's like, oh, it's the, 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 the bit fluid, I love yeah. about sex is the fluid. The, some people do. <laughs> yeah, some people do. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. pay for that. Yeah, exactly. But you, that's not her character, I don't think. I don't think that's no. her character. So I just think Marnie should not say that. There's so many other signs that could be up at the garage. Let us take your, your, is your engine hot? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Like. Do you like my exhaust? <laughs> yes! <Yeah>. Sort of. <laughs> you know, not call it up? No, you, you're sticking with length. Okay. Love length. All right. The love, love length. length. Uh, that's your lot, Alex. All right, then. So, shall we do a quiz? Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? It has. We're going to do a technology quiz today. Uh, I feel Vicky might be uh, better at this than me. I'm going to describe you... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God! (laughs) I'm going to describe you some tech, uh, much like these films, that's out of date or in some cases obsolete. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me what that tech is. Great. Okay, we're going to start with a place to store data... Floppy disk. Correct. Yay! Wow. (laughs) Wow, I had such a long description of that because I thought it was tricky. I, one of them was, it also had a misleading a misleading name as they were quite stiff. They were rigid. That's That would be a better line than fluids. Do you want to see my floppy disk? But she hasn't got a... No, that's true. <laughs> I'm a flap. Um, do you know what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> wow. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> she arrived late, but my God, is she catching up? Jeez. Can I can I see your gear yeah. stick? Yeah, all right. That's good. All right. Um... This is a chunky paper directory that contains... Yellow pages! File the facts. I'll go yellow pages. There were two answers, but you said one of them. Yellow pages. The other one could have been phone book. Okay. The video format that lost... Betamax! Vicky went first. That is amazing. Do you know why? That is amazing. Do you know why it lost? The porn industry. Yeah. Okay, two answers to this one. Whoever says one of them first gets it. Um, This is a one-way communication device... Often used by emergency services, doctors, and safety personnel. What's called? Who needed to be reachable at all times. Semaphore. Even when away from a landline telephone. A beeper. Correct. Or a pager. (laughs) Exactly. That was the two answers. Can I get two points then? (laughs) No. Um, Okay. Short short one here. Sega's answer to the Game Boy. The Genesis. The Dreamcatcher. Dream. Dream. uh, The Dreamcast. Sega's answer to the Genesis. The Game Boy. Game Gear. Correct. Sega Game Gear. God damn it. 
Yeah, they were, it was better. That people had the Game Gear and the Atari Lynx. Um, you need this, Vicky. I know. To draw level. I know. Available from 1978, the first format of optical video storage failed to gain mainstream popularity due to the expense of the players. Offered higher quality video than VHS and Betamax, and the technology behind it was the foundation for compact disc, DVD, and Blu ray in later mini years. Mini disc. It's bigger than a mini disc, and it played. Films. A floppy a laser disc. Correct. Oh. Well played, Alex. Yeah, it was insane. They were massive and you had to turn them over. No, <laughs> you had more than one. Did you have to turn them over? Yeah. There's not many things I've wanted more in my life than a laser disc. Mm. Mm. Is that it? That's it. You won. Yay! I'm amazed that I won because I really thought Vicky was going to win that. <laughs> What's the <a> day? <laughs> <laughs> Only because I also had Sinclair C5 going round and round in my head that Me that was going to be one of the answers. I'm just going, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking. I was about to shout it out at the start of every question. Uh, all right, then, that is the quiz done. Um, somebody won. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, next week, it's Chris's choices. Uh, what is the clue for next week's pairing, Chris? Uh, the clue is the one you gave me earlier because I hadn't thought of one yet. Uh, next week, we're doing a couple of spirited movies <laughs> very good very good great clue great clue and that is your lot for this episode we will be back on Thursday talking virtuosity until then please do subscribe to us on Apple Spotify or indeed wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget you can check in with us on uh, Twitter or Instagram at any time you like we've got clips of the show up on Instagram Twitter's where the clues fall it's at ClashPod for both we will be back on Thursday have a great rest of your week bye bye this was a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.